Welcome to another episode of the Big J and Little J Show. I'm with one of my good buddies, Ben Phelps. Ben is a trainer. He was in Charlotte. Now, Ben, you're in Burlington, North Carolina, where I'm from. And we've been texting ever since, since you moved back to where I'm from. And yeah, like basically what we're doing here is having you on because you are Caleb Foster's trainer. I've talked about you many times on any segment I can get on to talk basketball, I'm like, Ben, I got to talk about Ben because I know you and Caleb have a special relationship and you were the first person. I mean, I texted you. I didn't watch the game because I was at the Hornets game last night. Leaky Black got minutes and shot shot a corner three on the side of the backboard, Ben. So that's how my night was. But I was keeping up with the game and saw Caleb was going crazy. So I texted you about I was pumped, and then I was like, I have to have you on. So, Ben, I appreciate you coming on on such short notice, and welcome. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me on. Um, But, yeah, that definitely sounds right about Leaky Black hitting the side of the backboard. So, unfortunately, that's that's, – you guys, they get to the NBA. They they can't do very much. Yeah, they they can't. And as a Hornets fan, we're very accustomed to seeing UNC players not pan out in the league. Correct. Well, really, any of our guys panning out, but that's that's a separate discussion. <laughs> so your boy uh, Caleb had 18 points off the bench last night. It led Duke and to a 74-65 win against Michigan State. What did you see from him last night? Um, just a big thing was was confidence, and um, I think that's something that Coach Shire addressed uh, somewhat in the press conference. The big thing that I really liked that Coach Shire was talking about was Caleb's ability to bounce back from um, the Arizona game. You know, Caleb didn't do a whole lot, um, you know, against Arizona. I think he had maybe 13 minutes or something like that. Anyways, um, but to be able to bounce back from a rough performance and be on the big stage and just come out and just be ready to shoot, ready to let it fly and, you know, for it to be going in, Um, But the way it was, I mean, some of the shots were pretty tough, too. Like, um, he had that one three that was off the dribble, like, going to his left and just pulling some guy's face on the wings. Like, geez, you know, that was that was pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, I think I think the confidence on that stage was 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 really big. And then, um, you know, just having the ability to shake off, you know, a rough performance from the night before or from the previous game. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like I said, on uh, I was on the Locked on Blue Devils Monday, and I told JJ, he just looked like a freshman that was overwhelmed against, like, experienced guard play. And why wouldn't you be? It's your first game in – like, first real game in Cameron to feel the experience, and then you're going right. against upper-class guards. You're going to be timid as a freshman. And then, like you said, his ability to bounce back. I mean, he literally bounced back in a huge way for Duke. I mean, 18 points, and he's electric. And – so we'll get into how your relationship came about with Caleb, because obviously he's from Charlotte, trained in Charlotte. How long have you known Caleb and how did that come about? So I've known Caleb since his freshman year. Um, we met at the very beginning of COVID. Um, I'd been training full time at that point for close to three years. I played in college and then ended up doing training full time after that. So I was in my third year of training and COVID hit and I just happened to be one of the few guys in Charlotte that had a gym. And so I was, I was hitting everybody up trying to get, see if they'd train with me. And so I, I ended up 
getting Caleb to train uh, to work with me um, at the time. He, you know, he had a good freshman season at Hickory Ridge um, in Harrisburg, but you know, he he wasn't really on the radar yet. And so, you know, we the main focus was helping him become a better scorer. Um, not that he couldn't shoot at the time; he was already a good shooter. He was a good ball handler, but just kind of applying some of um, those abilities and be able being able to mesh together his ball handling ability and shooting, and just give him some good go-to moves, uh, whether that be getting to the rack and then, you know, finishing. But, you know, we worked a lot on his mid-range game. You see the way he pulls up now and gets hang time. Like, that was something we worked a lot on, especially early on. And then, like, off the dribble threes, like, you know, we didn't work on a million different combos, but we you know, we worked on some really good effective moves that, you know, I still see him pull out today. So it was really cool to see that, you know, some of the things that we used to work on um, – you know, on the biggest stage, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen him as much or I haven't seen him hardly at all since he moved to California. Um, cause he's really wasn't back, but, um, I've seen him a little bit here and there, you know, he comes back to Charlotte. Um, but you know, especially between his freshman and like right up until he left for his senior year, we worked a lot. Um, and then, you know, it's like I said, it's been a little bit here and there when he comes back. Um, but but now I'm kind of like just, you know, at, at the point where I'm just, you know, just enjoying what he's what he's doing and just just cheering him on more so than anything. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty. I mean, it is really cool because to also background on you, you are a Duke fan. So to have a guy that you've yeah. worked with for years and put a lot of work in with them and he goes to the school that you pull for i mean it's a pinch me moment i mean that's something that you want yeah. to dream about yeah and that was that was one of the first things that we really like bonded on this was maybe like the second or third workout i remember like he was stretching and we were talking about college basketball because i um i think that the tournament had just been shut down and we were you know both kind of bummed about that and um Yes, we were talking college basketball, and, and he he was telling me he was a big Duke fan, like, his whole life. And I was like, what? No way. So, like, that was one thing that we kind of bonded on early. And he was saying, like, how he wanted to play at Duke someday. And I was like, ooh, like, you know, that's – I mean, you got, like, you know, a top 20, 30 recruit in the country. And I was thinking, you know, he, has, he definitely has a chance, but I wasn't, you know, dead set on, like, oh, yeah, you know, he can definitely – get a Duke scholarship, you know, like he wasn't on the radar with anybody or he had no offers at that point. Um, and so it was really cool to, to see him like get on the bigger stages in high school and, you know, get exposure over time and eventually getting that Duke offer, which he committed to very quickly um, just because, I mean, yeah, he, he, it's, you know, it's a dream, dream come true for him. So for any, any Duke fans listening, it's like, you know, just imagine Coach K offering you a scholarship. Like, there's no way you're turning that down. So, um, you know, it's it's really cool to see him getting just live out his dream. You know, Duke. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a hell of a dream. And he, uh, it's funny because I think last year it was like room. There's always rumors with recruiting, and like I texted you last week about Slim because there was a tweet that came out about there's a shaky commit for Duke and I asked you if you heard anything you're like nope and I was like I didn't hear anything on my end either but last year Caleb's name was around of like 
people were just trying to spread stuff. And so you and I were talking. He's like, no, he's locked in. Because I was like, yeah, he's a Duke fan. Like, I don't understand where this is coming from. Yeah, it, it was much deeper than the whole, like, okay, you know, am I, am I going to come in and be be the man, like, day one? And that's one of the great qualities that Caleb has in general is, like, he's not some huge ego, high-maintenance kind of personality. Like, he wants to work. He wants to win. But – you know, he, he is a team first guy. And so um, that's, that's one thing that, you know, coaches definitely love about him. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I still remember the day that Tyrese Proctor committed to Duke. And at the time Proctor was a 2023 recruit and Caleb was a 2023 recruit. And I'm like, this doesn't seem right so i i remember texting him that day and i was like are you sure about this whole dupe thing and and he was like he was like yeah everything's good you know like i'm just gonna come in and compete like that whole thing about like like coaches love that type of response Mm -hmm. right but you don't typically get that in this day and age like the the typical response to that happening would be for a kid like Caleb to just decommit and go to wherever. But, um, you know, he wasn't, I think I just, it spoke on a lot of things about Caleb's character. For one, he's not afraid to compete for playing time. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be handed to him. He'll work for it. And he's a team first guy. And he also just loves Duke in general. Like he just, he really wanted to play for Duke (laughs) at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I know he's really excited to be there. To go back about when he was in Cali his senior year, like obviously he's in Cali, you're in Charlotte, but he did come back and you did train. Was it Thanksgiving? Was it Thanksgiving morning? Because you texted me. I was like, hey, are you doing anything? I was like, Ben, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> when was that? Yeah. yeah. See, that's that's the crazy thing about, especially when he, he moved his senior year, was like he was – I knew – going into it he wasn't going to be back much because like when he, when he went to oak hill you know that wasn't too far and he came back quite a bit i mean he would be back like his sophomore and junior years he was home from like march until september so we had that huge window to train other than him going on college visits and having aau tournaments the availability was was pretty open and so um but it was when he went to Cali, I was like, well, <laughs> I just need to like basically be on call for when he comes back. And so he did. And yeah, I remember him texting me like the night before, like, Hey, can we work out tomorrow morning? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> and so I was like, I knew we had Thanksgiving lunch. And so I'm like, all right. You know, I told my wife was like, Hey, look, you know, I just, I got to go to the gym. Caleb's in town. I'm going. You know, that's that's part of like if you're going to train high level players, you have to have that kind of flexibility to be like, look, I don't care what's going on. Like if if we need to work out, we need to work out. And so. um, But yeah, you texted me because obviously we'd work together on occasion when there was like him or Isaiah, Jalen Huchifino and a couple other guys and Caleb was in town you're like hey i know it's short notice i know it's thanksgiving but what are you doing and i was like ben i'm back home for thanksgiving and yeah but i remember you telling me that he pulled up to the gym 
basically with his luggage from the airport. Like yep. he literally got from the landed at the airport, cross country flight, came straight to the gym and worked out with you. Basically, yeah. And there were a couple. That, that wasn't the first time that happened. I remember, like, yeah, he had done that before coming from the airport. He had, he did it right before he left. I remember when he went to Oak Hill. Um, that was kind of a wild story too. Um, some things happened with the guy that was point guard there at the time and the spot opened up and it, this was like October basically. And so Caleb is a sophomore. Okay. was like, look, we need a point guard. We need, we need you to come. And so he, he did. And, um, it, it was, it, it all happened so fast, but I remember, he had his his stuff packed and he was like ready to leave for Oak Hill, but he came by Covenant Day for one more workout, and he had like all his stuff there, like at the door. It was just, like weird. He like you know got his stuff, went 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 to school after that, and he was, you know, it, it all just like I said, it just all happened so fast. And but, so since he is like we both know he's a competitor, he has a chip on his shoulder. I mean, it's ironic that. He was as good as he was. He was always overlooked. I mean, last year he did not. He was snubbed as a McDonald's All American because they went after yep. Bron, they picked Bronny James because of the name, not the not the production, the name. And Caleb seemed like he took that personally when he was in Cali because the month after he was snubbed, he had twenty points and sixteen rebounds and basically a thirty point blowout win against Bronny. Yeah, yeah. Every time he got matched up with Bronny he outplayed him so I mean that was one of those things that was kind of frustrating to kind of be on Caleb's side and like I knew that he had been overlooked for different things over the years thankfully Duke didn't overlook him but um but yeah I always I always felt like Caleb didn't get quite the credit that he should have just because of kind of his style like he's he's a little more quiet he's not super flashy in any type of way, whether you look at like the moves he makes and just the way he plays, but then like, he's not like a Russell Westbrook kind of like, you know, drive down the lane, slam it on your head kind of guy either. Like he, he plays a very fundamental game that is just not as flashy as maybe some of these other like McDonald's all Americans. So I think that kind of played into it as well, but you know, he was more than more than deserving of of getting that invite, but it is what it is. But yeah, he's he's definitely got reason to have a chip on his shoulder, and I I think you you see that. Um, like even I was looking at the highlight from the Michigan State game. Like he just he had that reaction after one of the threes. Like he just you can tell. Like there's a lot of a lot of passion there, and he has, um, you know, I think he has a strong desire to prove himself at the highest level. You're going to his game against LaSalle next week with his mom, Yvonne. How excited are you to be in Cameron watching your favorite team with the guy that you've worked with for four years? And you're going to be sitting behind the bench watching him in the huddle and seeing how he reacts and just the whole environment being not only a fan, but also a proud friend, proud trainer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I've only been so. I mean, I've I've been a Duke fan for a long, long time, um, and so I. But even despite that, like I, I went to Duke camps when I was a kid. You know, like eat, breathe, sleep, Duke. Um, 
but I didn't go to a lot of games. Um, I just, I mean, we went to a lot of Charlotte, you know, Hornets games and things like that when I was a kid. And um, we just, for some reason, didn't get to a whole lot of Duke games, especially once I got to middle school and, and whatnot. But anyways, this will only be my third Duke game ever. And so that's that's really special just to be there at all. Um, but to get to see someone that I've worked with play for Duke is something completely different. Because, like, I remember it was, like, a totally surreal experience last year. So I I worked a good amount with Jalen Hood-Shafino, and he was at Indiana. And so we went to Assembly Hall and watched them play against Carolina and win. And he had one of his first big games like that. That's an experience I'll never forget. Um, you know, I worked with DJ Burns a lot for two years when he was um, when he was at Winthrop, and so we I went to see him play at NC State last year, and you know he had a big game against uh, Wake Forest, and that was that was amazing too. I mean, you know, when I was working with DJ, he was you know he was the star of Winthrop at that time, but you know it's Winthrop, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's, everybody knew who he was, but then, you know, going to see him play at state, all of a sudden he's like this celebrity. Everybody's got these sunglasses on for him or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's just, it was so cool to see him kind of like, you know, in that light. Um, and so, but Caleb, it's going to be even more different because we had that common bond of like loving Duke and that, like from that conversation on, it just became the goal. It was like we're gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna help you in any way I can for the amount of time that I get to train you. I'm gonna help help you try to get to this goal of of going to Duke, and I know this is what you want too. And so, you know, that was always the goal. And so, like to have for him to have that goal accomplished and to be there, I know he's, you know, that like you haven't arrived just by getting on the team, but it's, it's so cool to see that, that part of the journey now come to fruition for him. So, um, yeah, so that will be really cool. Yeah. I mean, I hope that you get the hookup of like, you get to go just see the locker room or something. Like, I don't know what the family package is, cool. but that'd be sick if he was like, Hey, check this out. Cause I know like we went to camp, we went to Duke basketball campus kids together. I guess we never like came across each other. 500 or 1,000 kids. There was like – Yeah. So I, just, like... I just remember Coach <laughs> spazzing on little kids that would talk at all. If he opened his mouth and you were talking. I remember that. I remember yeah. him – maybe he did this kind of often, but I <laughs> I remember a specific lecture that Coach K was giving, and these two kids kept talking. I don't, he didn't even, like, give them a warning or anything. He was like, you two, get out. Just threw them out in front of like 500 kids or whatever. And this is like, it was the most awkward thing. Like parents were there in the stands, like listening to his lecture as well. And these two kids just get booted in the middle of the thing. It was, it was wild. Yeah. So, I think yeah. that either happened. Okay, that either happened with me. Like we might've experienced the same thing, or like you said, it might've happened multiple times because yeah. I remember I was like, so nervous, like, like he just lost it on these two kids and <laughs> threw them out of Cameron. And I just see, like you said, the parents are up in the bowl. So there's, there's probably a hundred parents. there, just like, Oh, my kid, Johnny's down there. And then two 
14 year olds or 15 year olds. He's like, get the hell out of here. Like you don't speak when I speak you. So respect. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God. But yep. hopefully, hopefully get the experience though, as uh, like a family access of seeing behind the scenes and meeting other people too. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. When, uh, um, when I went to Jalen's game, I met, um, I guess, you know, these kids, they have like, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but like, I guess they have kind of like a, a representative for their whole like NIL thing. And so for the agency that Jalen was working with Chris Paul's agency, C CAA, I met, I guess his, his representative or his agent or whatever. And so like, I got to sit next to him and talk to him for like 30 minutes. And so it was like, where else am I going to find some like NBA agent and get to just like shoot the breeze with him for a while? Like it was, it was pretty cool. So, um, and then, yeah, to see, like when you see these guys, like, you know, you, you work with them in some like low key setting, some random empty gym and like, you're just putting in that work and then you see them in front of like thousands and thousands of people on this big stage. It's just like, it's so cool. I can't imagine because that's a once in a lifetime experience to have it one time, but now you're going to have it again with Caleb maybe. And then I remember I got to get my buddy Javon on who I played with at fair, but for the listeners, Ben and I played against each other in college and then reconnected when I moved to Charlotte a little over a year ago. But Javon, uh, one of my best friends, his little brother is Jordan Miller who played in Miami the last two years and now plays He's a 10 day guy for the Clippers right now, but Javon is now his manager. And he tells me like all the behind the scenes stuff. He basically was unofficially his manager at Miami too. But the conversations you were having like with uh, Jalen's guy, I hear it from Javon from since he was at Miami. And I'm just like, I don't know how you can focus on the game of basketball with so many moving parts behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Yeah, I know it's, it, it, it really is so much that goes into it. Like an age being an agent was like one of those things that like as a kid, like, Oh, that'd be fun to do. And then you like hear just a little bit about what that lifestyle is like. You're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And I, maybe I should even take a step further than that. Like playing might be easy. Cause you're 18. You're like, Hey, like you're young gung ho, like just go play. Everything will work out. But if you're a coach, you are legit paranoid every second every day outside of the game of basketball. Cause you just don't know what's right. going on. You have no control anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but for sure. I know, I know we got to go, but I do want to end with this. Uh, you know, obviously I'm a diehard Duke football fan. Please tell your wife, Abby to not text me. If Mike Elko leaves for Texas A&M because I will be in mourning. I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> on this recording right now. But I think he still stays at Duke. But Ben's wife yeah. and I have been going to blows for ever since we've met about Duke Carolina. And I know she's told me since last year, she's like, Elko's going to leave after two years. I was like, he just signed an extension. If she's right, Ben, just let me sulk. Tell her I will block her respectfully. No, I'm <laughs> never do that. She's, she's blocked me before about getting on her about Carolina. <laughs> when we were, when we were, when we were dating. When we were dating Carolina, it was when Carolina missed the tournament. Like, they were terrible. Um, and they lost to Georgia Tech. And I was just, you know, giving her a bunch of crap, you know, I send a few 
trash talk messages, whatever. And next thing you know, like it wouldn't send. I'm like, what's going on? She blocked me for like the whole night. (laughs) But um, anyways, but it's funny you mentioned that because she like I was I was at work when the news or when I when when she sent me this, but I it was something about like Jimbo Fisher has been fired and they want to target Mike. El- it was something along the lines of that. And so she's already, already getting on that and trying to make me paranoid as well. So she is the smartest woman I've ever met. Like when it comes to sports, like not even bullshit. like me and her, we sat at the Hirsch, the barbecue joint right up the road and literally just debate, like went back and forth. Like it was a debate about UNC and Duke football, not even basketball. It was, she was just schooling me. A blessing and a curse it's a blessing and a curse for sure because you know yeah. <laughs> she can dish it out with these sports debates unlike any girl i've ever met which like i said blessing and a curse <laughs> but ben brother i appreciate you coming on on such short notice and tell her i said hello as well and i'll be home by thanksgiving so i'm gonna try and go to LaSalle game because i want to see you just smiling ear to ear for 40 minutes. So if I can make it work, I'm going to hit you up. But, brother, thanks for coming Depends on. Depends on how he does. If he does well, I will be smiling from ear to ear. If he doesn't, then I'll be, like, kind of pissed off. But, you know. <laughs> but I will – at the very least, I will be extremely happy just to be there. But, you know, I'm 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 hoping he uh, has a good game too. Like, I don't know, grab some dinner or something when you're in town or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Because sure. you're, I was gonna say so because that's the Tuesday right before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll be in town. Are you stay in town after that? Yeah, I'll be in town. I'm gonna see if I can get off work. Like if I do go to the game Tuesday night, I'm gonna see if I can just get off work that Wednesday. But I don't have work for the rest of the week. So if I can not have anything that Wednesday, yeah, yeah I'll stay in town. Well, if if you don't hit me up while well, you're in Burlington. I'm gonna be pissed off. So you know, <laughs> I I expect to be uh, I expect to go to like Mykonos or something with you or that, we can do that. And same for you if if Caleb calls you and now that you're in Burlington and if I'm home, I'm coming with you because I will work out with you just like old times. All right, that sounds good. 